0: What about you, buddy? You're from another planet, aren't you? Nah, man, I'm from Miami. You didn't come in on like a meteor or... Nope, woke up in a hospital, first thing I remember. Government hospital? Yes? Experimenting on you and... Nah, regular old Miami
1: emergency room. Come on. Yeah, my, uh, my skull was fractured. They told me I tried to uh, stop a mugging. Somebody knocked you out. I guess I was a regular guy before, and when I woke up, I was changed.
2: We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.
0: You've ruined the movie now. No one can go back and make sense of it.
1: Yeah, but he's more kind of a likable dick. I I, I could see a body explode and be okay. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. <sighs> the greater good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You, you sound so tired and 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 worn out. Sorry,
2: that was that was my frustrated impression that I'm going to have to get off my butt and save the world, and I don't really feel like it right now.
1: Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, too bad. Bad guys, Andrew. There's bad guys over there. All right. This is Cheap Seat Reviews, and this is something. We're the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. We already did this part. Oh, my gosh. I'm so tired. This is episode two, 352. Right? We did that part, right? Yeah, the greater good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so out of it. This is episode. You can episode- never
0: have enough greater good. Um, apparently, that's are
1: you, the story. Are you sure? I'm not. I mean, you're not the tired? Uh, maybe maybe we're both tired. I we're we're both it's it's been a long week. It's been a long week. This is episode 352 and tonight we're talking about Hancock. Hancock. I am Sean easy. Allred. I know, I got easy. Just well, okay. Uh I'm <laughs> well, Sean I Allred. This wasn't explicit. <laughs> <laughs> I did say it's nothing. Just a little explicit, I guess. Uh I am Sean Allred and joining me tonight is Andrew My ass was hot, Jimison. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I know Sam's not with us, but if he was going to kill you in this movie, he would uh, just have you stand on the other side of the room when Will is, um, uh, when Hancock is, well, when he's handcocking.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I I mean, I guess that means you watch the unrated version.
2: uh, Don't. uh, Don't stand in the line of fire, I guess is what we're saying.
1: (laughs) Such a dumb scene. I'm so glad they took that out of the movie, out of the theatrical version. And making his Cheap Seat Reviews debut is Jim will podcast butt-ass naked before wearing that costume from Film Rage.
0: That is true. I do love to be naked.
1: I mean, he's naked right now, but fortunately for us, the green screen is uh, giving him the illusion of a shirt and the wing. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to know what that swing was about. Uh, Yes, this is it. This is the movie 2000 and something's uh, Hancock. I don't have IMDb pulled up to tell me what it is, which is really unfortunate because I've only been sitting here chatting with you guys for 20 minutes. So 2008 Hancock starring Will Smith And directed by Peter Berg. We're going to talk about Peter Berg a little bit more uh, in a few minutes. But, Andrew, please tell us, what is Hancock? Hancock is a superhero whose ill-considered behavior
2: regularly causes damage in the millions. He changes when the person he saves helps him improve his public image.
1: Yeah, I guess that's kind of right. Yeah. It seems, so. it.
0: it seems kind of lame. Nailed it. IMDB sometimes just nails it.
1: They do sometimes. It seems kind of lame, I think. But <laughs> what do I know? Uh, just Usually IMDB is pretty lame, usually.
0: It is true. I, I wonder who actually does the writing. Because sometimes you'll go in there and there'll be like four different synopses. Okay, so the one for Hancock was written by Ahmet Kozin and then just keep going down there's a whole bunch of people that just added you can just go in there and do whatever you want
1: you you really we can. should we should do a collective one the three of us well we we um you can i mean all you really need is an imdb pro account and yeah. you can you can um you can make any kind of adjustments there there was a a um an idea we had probably a year and a half two years ago of having like a this is before buy me a coffee was an, a thing, but like basically doing a GoFundMe to pay so that I could pay to have a IMDb Pro account. And for every movie that we do, putting in the trivia, this movie was reviewed by seat Reviews.
0: <laughs> Imagine how many clicks you'd get. That'd be uh,
1: awesome. We might get at least one. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One whole click uh speaking of one click this is so behind the the scenes inside baseball but i recently rediscovered that our website cheapseatreviews.com is still active i thought i closed that account but apparently it's still a thing so you found out when you got the bill right no i turned it off i don't it's it's just it's just a parked site i mean i still own the domain and mm-hmm. which i still pay for which is like what 12 bucks a year but Uh, it's on, I use WordPress back when I used it, when I updated it and WordPress still has it and I can actually manage it for free. WordPress has a free, a free version, right? Because I'm paying for the domain through them. And Mm, so there's a, there's like a, you know, there's very limited things what I can do with it, but I'm I'm sitting here looking at it going, do I want to get back into trying to update a website again? No, I really don't. (laughs) I just don't we Not don't need a website. We don't need a website. Well, I mean cuz Libsyn, who hosts our podcast, gives me one for free. It literally when I hit submit on a new episode, within 5 minutes, there is now a web page for that episode where you can go in and click on it and find our social media. I don't need to do that manually. I let Libsyn do it. And frankly, I don't we don't have merchandise. We don't we you know, if you're listening to this show, you know all these things. Now in seven years, no one has ever said, Hey, you guys should have merchandise. We would buy it. No one has ever said that. No one wants my dumb chair on a shirt. So I do. Oh, well,
0: okay. No, I'm never going to get it.
1: Not from me. You're not. I guess you could always um, steal your logo and go to a print shop. Absolutely. Or, Mike, um, my, my wife has a Cricut. So, I mean, she could, you know, do the logo, print it out, and put it on a shirt. Would that be lame for me to do? Have her put that on a shirt, my own shirt? Is that weird to no, like put your no. own
0: yeah, shirt? Sure. It's advertising, man. I wear my I wear my shirts all the time. I've got probably ten of them nice. of our of Film Rage, that's all different styles, flavors, colors, tastes.
1: I, that's cool. Yeah, I don't. We don't do stuff anyway. But no, what we do do, we do do. We review Hancock. That's what we're gonna do. All right. So 2008's Hancock. Th- this movie. Some people don't like it. Some people do. This was interesting. Um, an interesting movie, in my opinion. It's one of those movies that it kind of feels like either you like it or you hate it, but there's very few people that are just like, that's eh, fine. Um. <laughs> so had either one of you seen this before this, this review? Uh, yeah,
0: I have. Yep. Yeah. I've I saw it. In it theaters. Once. Maybe
1: when it,
2: I guess when it came out, but I didn't see it in theater. So I guess a little after it came
1: out. Okay. Wow. So you saw it in theater. I think I did too. I can't remember. 2008. Yeah. I I know. That's so
0: long ago, right? It's like, I remember not hating it when I, when I went and saw it originally. Yeah. So when, when you said, Hey, do you want to watch Hancock? I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh has a hundred and fifty million dollar budget worldwide it made six hundred and twenty nine million. Uh not is, too shabby? No, it's not too shabby at all. It made two hundred and twenty seven million in the US alone. So I mean it made its money back. And well,
2: and this is Will Smith, you know, pretty much at the height of his career,
0: right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think this is kind of the start of the of a run of bad movies for him. Right. Is that, is that fair yeah. to say? Because we're past. um Let's see. Let me get down in here. So he does Hitch. uh Let's see. Bad Boys 2 is 03. iRobot is 04, which I really like iRobot. He does Shark yeah. Tale, then Hitch. And then the Pursuit of Happiness, which was in 06, which was the closest he's going to probably ever get to an Oscar, which was a really good movie. Oh, Allie. Ali. Uh, I'll let you write. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am legend, which I liked. I liked I am legend. And then he does this and then seven pounds and then men in black three. And I think men in black three is kind of like a stopping point, right? Because then he does after earth, which is terrible. Uh, he's in, I don't know what winter's tale is. He was in focus, which I actually liked focus. And then Concussion, which I did not see. Suicide Squad, which I've seen some of, but I mean, it wasn't good It wasn't good enough for them to not make a second movie just a few years later. Collateral mm-hmm. Beauty, which I heard was not good. Uh, we did watch him in Bright, which again, I liked Bright. Uh, Aladdin, I thought he was fond of Aladdin. And then Gemini, so I don't know. I mean, I guess it was just, maybe I'm... I don't know. I
0: he's not making the best choices.
1: No, I, don't, I not. Yeah, After Earth was kind of. I think After Earth was so bad that it just felt like he'd done more bad movies than that. <laughs> but I mean, I know people that hate Bright that think it's terrible, and I I don't think it's terrible. I actually kind of like it. Uh, we had a good time. With, I had a good time with it. I don't. I don't Andrew, I don't remember you were what you gave it, but he's making a second Bright. There's going to be a Bright Two coming out. Yeah. What an
0: original title name.
1: Well, maybe they'll come up with something brighter. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. If you like bright, bright. just wait till you see brighter. Um, Speaking of bright, this is funny. I was looking for a specific audio clip for something else. I don't remember what I was looking for. But it... uh, I was looking for and because of the keywords and the way I write down my clips, this particular clip is the one that came up and it made me laugh. So, this is from Bright. If you've not seen Bright, this won't make sense. But if you have, enjoy this moment. Oh, why is my volume down? That's weird. <laughs> Let's try that again. I'm not giving that guy to want. Well, for my dead body. She's gonna have to kill me first. So, you wanna die in a gunfight in a nasty ass titty bar? That's what, that's what you want? I don't want to die anywhere. Well, you know what? Now I do. F-ing. I want to die. Let's do it right now. We're going to titty bar gunfight die. Let's do it right here, right now. You ready? I just wish your dumbass was a better shot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. Uh, I really do. Okay, anyway. So, on to this movie. Uh, the last thing I want to mention before we really just talk about our, our feelings as we share, and you're not allowed to say <laughs> pass is Peter Berg, the director, Peter Berg. And we've seen him uh, before on this podcast um, on a movie that we really like a lot, and that's The Rundown. He directed The Rundown. Mm -hmm. That was his feature debut. Uh, No, sorry. He did something called Very Bad Things. And then he did The Rundown, which I love The Rundown, unabashedly love it. Uh, Then he does Friday Night Lights, which is... I think most people like. Um, and then he did The Kingdom, which, did we watch The Kingdom? I don't think we did. Is that
2: the the one um,
1: with Pretty Boy? What's his name? Uh,
2: Jamie
0: Foxx and Chris Orlando Kinder. Bloom. N- no. Mm. Not Al- oh, is it not Orlando Bloom?
1: No, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie Foxx, Chris Cooper, Jennifer Garner, Jason Bateman. We've not watched it. We did... Oh, okay. f- I'm thinking... What am I thinking? We did three Kings, which also does not have Orlando. Orlando Bloom is in Black Hawk down. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking. Okay. That's fine. Uh, So he also, he directs that and then he directs uh, Hancock. And then he did something called virtuality TV movie. And then he did battleship in, in 2012 which, you know, Battleship. Was ho- was horrible. Yeah, I mean, it's yep. not a good movie, but honestly, I wasn't bored. I I, I don't know. I thought the lights, you know, it was pretty. He did Lone Survivor, which I've not seen.
0: It's also I not great. No. It's also not great.
1: Uh, he did Patriot's Day. And then he did Spencer Confidential, which we watched. Didn't we watch that, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Spencer yeah, Confid- it was okay. Yeah, he he's he's done he does three Mark Wahlberg movies in a row. Which is Actually, I don't
2: think we I don't think we did it for the podcast. I think we yeah, just kind of watched it. I think we did. Did we?
1: We're we're getting to the point now where we can't remember, which is great. No, we've we've done so many uh, I don't know what we've seen. Sir confidential, episode 309.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, that wasn't
0: that long ago.
1: Yeah, you gave it a six point one.
0: Well it's a 2020 okay. release. So there you go.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, in fact, we did it almost a calendar year ago. We did it August 2nd, 2020.
0: Apparently June is Peter Berg Bunt.
1: Apparently, yeah. Or, or at least summer. He does ooh, dog. He does like uh, it does kind of work with the, the summer kind of thing, though. Uh so uh Andrew, please, uh if you have a uh, oh, you're muted. Is that because your dog?
0: He's playing with his puppy. No, that's fine.
1: No, she's being a jerk. Oh. So do you need uh. you need to go go uh, whatever you're gonna do?
2: No, I can I can give you my five word review real quick.
1: Okay, go for it.
2: Well, I've got two actually, and one is more than five words because I often break the rules.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
2: That's how I live my life. So um first five word review is this. Call me predictable one more time.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: Yeah. And nice. then number two, does Jason Bateman play any other character?
0: <laughs>
2: like, I feel Very like he is well. the same person in every movie that he's in. He
0: is the same person in every movie, but he's still, I mean, he's, he still—I mean—he plays it well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love him as an actor,
0: but, <laughs> but, he, but I feel like it's he true. Always he has does no the range. Same thing. He has zero range. <laughs> zero range.
2: Uh, I think, the what would you just see him in when, when he had the claw hand?
0: What was that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Thunder the, Force. Oh, the worst movie Thunder ever Force. made? Yeah. Thunder Force. <laughs> so
2: I mean, he's he's literally the same character in that. He just has uh, crab hands. <laughs> Isn't he in of, yeah, Ozark, though? Hands.
1: Isn't he? It's like a very different. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I love him in Ozark, but he's the same character. He's oh, the same much. character. Yeah. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I haven't yep. seen a
0: second of yeah. that
2: show. Yeah,
0: well it's a good played, show, by the show, way. And very well played
2: so this movie I just I said it it's very predictable Um, I remember knowing the first time I watched it knowing that something was up with Charlize Theron uh, which by the way I don't know what her age is at this point but she's looking great in this movie
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I mean just gorgeous not like in a I'm not saying in a creepy way she's just a beautiful person Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but the movie itself, you know, it makes the story, the plot, I guess, is okay. I don't know if the, I don't know if it's the writing that's not 100%. I don't mind the movie. Like, I, I could watch it and I enjoyed watching it, but I, I just, I don't know, it was just kind of blah. And I know you said people either like it or don't like it, but I'm, I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. I, I think it's eh, okay. And I think part of it has to do with uh, the predictability and Jason Bateman, uh, which I don't mind him, but um, just some silly stuff like we've already talked about and the unrated version, which I didn't realize there was an unrated version, just like you said the other day. Um, But if you go to Amazon prime, there's, the unrated version, the theatrical version, and the 4K version or something. There's yeah. like three versions
0: of this movie on there. It's so important that we have three yeah. versions. Yeah. yeah, Of this movie, yeah. Of this particular
1: Which is actually sad because when I logged in today to pull clips for the show, I got an alert that this movie is going to be leaving Prime in seven days. So when you hear this, you've got about five days to go watch it so that you can be up to date with us. Um, Really the only, there's only two scenes really that are in the uncut version that are not in the theatrical version that I remember specifically. There's three scenes and one, a couple of words. So like the scene that Andrew alluded to earlier. So there's a, there's a kind of a sex scene in which this girl is kind of throwing herself. A groupie is throwing herself all over him because he saved her sister or something. And he basically tells her, "Look, when I get to the mountaintop, you need to be somewhere else." And then when he is ready to go, he throws her across the room, and then it what uh, looks like fifty-caliber rounds are being shot through the roof of his (laughs) of his trailer. And then she, you know, you know, being very creeped out, she just you know runs out. And the reason why that scene wasn't in the original version, the version, is because it's not funny. It just comes across as uncomfortable. Lude. And mm-hmm. uncomfortable, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It seems out of place for the movie once you've seen the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That wouldn't fit in. I can see why it was edited, but I completely would have wanted to see that scene. Like, that would that would have been... I imagine that's what happened to Superman and Lois. Like, it's like... How did she survive having sex with Superman? I just yeah. don't get it. Makes no there's, sense.
2: There's several other things about this character that, as as far as being a superhero and having powers, that just like for for, for instance, the scene where he's shaving in prison mm-hmm. and he's using his fingernails. Would I mean maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but would his wasn't wouldn't his hair and his skin be? have the same molecular structure that it can't be I don't know. I always wondered that about Superman like can he how does he shave?
1: Yeah I guess the idea is like like he can't like a razor wouldn't cut his hair. So right. that the only thing that can cut his own whatever would be himself, right? It's like the Incredibles, you know, the only thing that can penetrate the the robot is the robot itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's the only way that they they did it cuz someone thought that, right? Someone, you know, thought hmm Superman, how does Superman shave? Well, he uses his laser vision in a mirror and he cooks the beard off, or something like that's what people have said in the past. I don't know.
0: Maybe he has that. What is it, alopecia, where he has problems growing (laughs) hair? He's (laughs) probably completely bald all over his body. We only get to see his head, so that's true. He's got body alopecia because of his Superman. I assume kryptonite. Yeah. Yes.
1: Maybe that's that was something else someone would say. It was like he has a kryptonite razor, like he has like a thin blade of kryptonite. It just which. Uh, you know, it's just just, uh, just thin enough to shave with, but not hurt him too much. I guess. Yeah, no, it just seems dumb. Anyway, uh, Jim, do you have a five word?
0: I do have a five word. I came prepared. My five word review is: superhero ass bags don't necessarily fly.
1: Okay. Super. I guess superheroes wonder uh, ass bags. Fly. Yeah, ass bags being word and word too. I like it. Sorry, I had to do the math there. It was good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had to keep the uh, ass bags as a word. It sure. didn't make me change it. And superheroes also comes up. So yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Now, what's yours?
1: Oh, mine. Yeah. Gosh. Well, usually I let people expound when they have their uh, throwing it right to me. Uh, asshole hero becomes good guy. So that's that's it. I mean this movie it's I will say this is that this movie we have complained many times where the movie the, the there's there's no kind of arc right that that the that the hero or the main character is just very flat so to speak you know we don't get any kind of character development or anything like that. And in this movie, very specifically, I mean, that's the point of this movie, right? And it's literally the point is that it's to show that he's a, he's an asshole and that through basically a a PR firm, they, you know, he's shown that he can live life in another way where he doesn't have to be an asshole. And he could, it kind of reminds me of like, uh, What's that movie? Shallow Howl
2: Once a Gal or something, whatever that is. Yeah,
1: Shallow Hell, yeah. Uh, Filmed in North Shallow Carolina. Howl, yeah,
2: that's what it's called. Um, you know, where it's just, it's really just a, a a brief few moments of a person's life and how they're transitioning from yeah a jerk or a slime ball to something else, you know.
0: Yeah, the plot's like super, super simple. Like there's no complexities to this whatsoever. If you're going to see the movie because you like Will Smith and you want to see, uh, superhero him as a superhero, then you know, kind of to your point, Andrew, is it how much thought do you want to put into the continuity of it? Like, there's a scene even in the movie. Like, I I always pick these things out, and my wife will go, "Stop doing that! It's just going to ruin the movie even more for you." And I'm like, "Yeah, but that's what I want. I want it to be ruined." Uh there's a scene and i couldn't I couldn't stop thinking about it. I had to replay it three times, so he's eating a banana in the kitchen, and the banana size changes like three times <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I didn't see you grab another banana, and yet there's another banana that's yeah. longer than the banana that you're eating, so
1: yeah, uh, yeah, the properties department can only find so many bananas that are pretty close to the same,
0: so <laughs> or. He'd, he'd, Just forgot that he took a bite
1: of one. I don't know. Yeah, it it probably is just simply, you know, they had to, because the problem with scenes when you're eating is that if you, if you commit to the bite and eat, then you have to keep doing it. And there's, there's a lot of like famous, you know, eating scenes where, you know, actors will not, they will pretend to eat because they know if they take a bite, then they have to every time. And what's really gross is that a lot of times they'll have off camera buckets so that they can spit the food out. out because yep, yep. uh they don't want to they don't want to get full or you know be get bloated or or whatever you know so um it, it does kind of make you wonder how many bananas were were eaten just in that one scene either eaten <laughs> yeah. or or fake eaten yeah but yeah i i i have I've worked a handful of uh scenes where we did uh we had scenes where with food there and by the time the food is, is by the time we're ready to film that food is long cold and you don't want oh, any, yeah. you don't want any part of it. And sushi
0: is not something you want on a film set. Well, fortunately, <laughs> yeah, no,
1: no, we never really think the, the I'm trying to think. So one was a date, actually almost all of them were dates. Uh, but I remember one we were at an Indian restaurant and because the restaurant that was part of the, our um, our deal is that we would use their name in the shot with their menu uh nice. th- th- you could see their website you could clearly see their website as you're holding the character's holding the menu so they're getting free advertising and then and then the, the um, we ate there but the production paid for a crew of 20 to eat there so i mean they got a lot of money out of the deal but um so they had this plate of food you know but it i mean like It's mostly rice and some stuff on top or whatever. I don't really remember what it was, but I do remember by the time we finished the scene. Because, you know, whenever you have a scene, unless you're a really big production, you have multiple cameras. We only had one camera. So we do all of your scene and then we have to turn around and do the other, whatever. So, yeah, that food was gross. Um, I mean, once we pushed in for like real close shots, we, we had to get the food out cause it smelled bad. I mean, that food was, that, that food was plated and sitting there for probably three hours. Oh yeah. For a scene. My favorite side story, I have to tell this, and i I know I've told on the podcast before, so any of our longtime listeners will have heard this, but, um, we were filming this scene and so I'm the sound mixer on this particular production. So as a result, I have my own monitor. So I have a feed coming out of the camera and have my own monitor so that I can make sure that my boom operator doesn't dip into the shot, and I have a little microphone so I can communicate with my boom up, say up or down or or whatever we need to communicate. So I'm watching the shot through my monitor, and but I'm not watching it like a like a you know a videographer, right? The camera guy is looking at the frame and he's looking at the actors. I'm looking at. You know, the edges, you know, whatever. Yeah, and I noticed in the background on take five that the extra that's in the background is starting to choke. I mean he's he's choking and he's gagging making those noises like he can't breathe. And so I'm the first one to see it. I'm like, guys, cut, we we gotta help that guy. And so we all kind of scramble and and we you know rush over to the guy. I'm like, You okay? He's like, Oh no, I'm fine. And the director goes, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "I just thought it would be more interesting if the background character started <laughs> yeah. choking on food. It'd be more realistic." And he's like, "You cannot do anything to take focus off of the actors. That is not your job. You are an extra. You're supposed to." That's
0: just- like a scene from a show too. Like I've seen that in a show somewhere. Oh my like a comedy, is like a sitcom. Yeah, um, I want to say extras or something.
1: It was. It was too funny.
0: I mean, that's. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious is that
2: the uh british show?
0: Yeah, that's um Ricky Gervais, I think this is Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. That's, that's yeah. Good show. Anyway, sorry, I have to tell that story whenever I can. Um the good one. So Andrew kind of told us his feelings on the movie. Jim, you haven't really said. I mean, you said you saw it in the theater and you said you don't remember hating it then. What about what about now? kind I where, where are you where are you sitting on the on this with this movie?
0: Um, You know, it's kind of funny, the more I'm aging, the more I don't love, like, action used to be my genre, like, I used to love action movies, and I just, as I've started to age, like, I I just get really tired of predictable scripts, and um, just cookie cutter plots that just go exactly where everything you want to think about it, so... You know, if I was depending on the state of mind, I think the state of mind when you watch a movie has so much impact on mm-hmm. whether or not you're going to enjoy a film or not. I, I've seen movies where I'm like, man, I should have really liked that movie more, and it was because of my attitude when I was watching it. So when I when I was watching this, I was like, you know what? I, I kind of miss Will Smith from this era. But to your point, Sean, it was like I don't remember liking much of of him lately. So it's kind of like. Wanna go back and see something where I was like enjoyed Will Smith when he was being Will Smith. So I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was meh. Like on our on our podcast, we have three ratings. It's rage, mondo, or meh. And it was just meh for me. I was on I'm on the same page as Andrew. Like it's like it's it's predictable. Um the whole Sri Steron, it's true, she's super gorgeous. But it's like it, it was too obvious that there there's something between them, and I think they could have done that a, i think a lot better, so you know once you start picking apart uh, the the holes that if it's supposed to be a big reveal and it was too obvious right then it it's it's just not as fun a movie but you know there it's 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 quirky and it's fun you know he's drop he throws the car uh from the train on top of Top of the, the back and Jason how he meets Jason Bateman's character, like there's some funny bits there that it's just kind of if you think of yourself as a superhero yeah. and you're maybe not the nicest guy, and I mean you've got to be tired of just being always careful about everything, right It's like you can kind of get inside his head, right um, I, I wondered as I was watching it, like, does he why
2: bother? You know, like yeah. (laughs) I think that's what he was feeling. Saving these people if he doesn't care to do it, you know. Yeah, I felt like the motivation was a little off.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see what you're saying with that. It's definitely one of those things. It's kind of, I think, because he's he maybe be a maybe he's maybe an asshole, but he doesn't want to see people die, right? Like, I I think he ultimately doesn't want that because he's you know he's got a at least yeah somewhat has a soul or a heart, I guess you'd say. So I think that's probably more of what it is, but
1: there's also, there's a, there's a line in the movie that Shirley says it's when she's in the hospital with him. And there, there is something that she says early in the movie that has always kind of annoyed me, but we'll get to that in a second. But when she's in the hospital and she said, you were wired to be a savior of people. Like that's how you Mm. were built. He was built to be that thing. So, I, I don't necessarily think it's just the fact that he has heart and soul. It's it's partly programming in that he feels... It just happens. Yeah. He feels obligated. Yeah. It's kind of like Spider-Man, right? Like with the great power, great responsibility thing. But like, you're right. He, he doesn't like people, but I think it also comes from his backstory in which he says, how much of an a-hole must I have been? if no one came to claim me. So he's been alone for 80 years in his brain. And so, you know, why bother? I guess is, you know, where it comes down to. So anyway, I, uh, I don't know. I like this movie and Jim, to your point specifically, and we've talked about this a hundred times, if if not 352 times, (laughs) and that's the, our moods can affect our viewing experience. And there have been times where, I watched the movie and hated it because I was in a bad mood because of work or family or whatever life, and then Mm. got on the show, and then the other guys talked me into liking the movie more. (laughs) And then that's happened several times. That happened recently, Andrew. I can't remember Mm. what it was, but there was something recently where I was like, guys, I'm just not, I don't really know. And then we got to like rankings, and I gave it a rank, and you're all like, Oh, well, that's a lot higher than I thought you were going to do. You know, I, I don't remember what it was, yeah, but. I don't either. Um, it's
2: happened a few times.
1: It has. It really has. Where it's just like, I didn't really want to watch this movie, but eh, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did kind of a thing. So anyway, um, I, I don't know. I like this movie. I, I do. And I think that's okay. And I like, I like Will Smith. I like iRobot. And yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's kind of yeah. the same thing in this movie. as I mean, he's Will Smith. You, when you hire Will Smith to be Will Smith, and to get those kind of not just one liners, but these kind of fun little—it's the little things that I like that he does. You know, when we watch Gemini mm-hmm. Man, and he asks clone him, you know, why did they send you? And he says because I'm the best. And he's like, obviously, you're not the best, as he's holding the gun to his head, right? You know, it's like those little lines are what I like. And, you know, I, I mentioned earlier the, the line where he, he says that he will fight crying butt ass naked before he wears that. Just that line doesn't yeah. work with anyone. You know, I feel like it that's, yeah, it's clearly him,
0: you know.
2: Yeah. And I wonder if some of that stuff is improv on his, on his part. I'm sure it is.
0: Uh, well, he comes he from a funny guy. Yeah. He comes from a comedy background, he comes from a music background, right? Yeah. Like it, yeah. Think of where he comes from. He's he's a pretty well rounded uh, entertainer, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean he's a, he's a likable guy. People, people. Yeah, I don't. You know, as much as you may say, he's maybe not always making making best choices. But you know, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a movie where I go, "Oh, I hated him in the movie." Yeah. No, I've even hated the
2: Suicide it. Squad was. Yeah. He was okay in the movie, even though the movie wasn't really great. I mean, it was okay.
0: It's a superhero movie. They're like they're all the same. Like there's, yeah. there's basically every superhero movie is exactly the same. <laughs> there's a villain, except for in this one there wasn't really a villain. But right, this is this is the exception to all superhero movies. There's a villain and there's a good guy and there's usually a backstory, and then the movie ends and yeah. then they make the then they make the sequel.
2: I think, like we've said, this is a a character study more than it is a a superhero film and i think that might be why some people don't like it because they went in expecting it to be more of a superhero action film which Mm. there is some action
1: um and it's
2: decent action but it's not much
1: i mean well yeah it's not much because his interaction so most of the time he's interacting he's i mean he's superman right he's superman fighting regular crooks which is there's no contest it's Mm -hmm. you know it's unfair and so that's why this movie turns it on his side where he's destructive and uncouth and whatever and i mean my favorite scene in the movie is the bank scene because Uh we finally get to see him not be an asshole and there's a little bit of comedy and then there's there's still a little bit of action in that in that moment and that's. And there's so much chaos happening around it because it kind of reminded me of Swordfish, you know, with the explosion at the beginning of Swordfish, which is the only good part of that movie is the 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 the, the bomb blowing up with the ball bearings, but uh, but to your point specifically, yeah, every other superhero movie that we're used to seeing, I mean, by 2008 though, we have to admit the only superhero movies we've gotten to this point are within with, around it, right? I'm not talking about like the original Batman in '89. I'm talking about in the aughts, Right, we've got two bad Fantastic Four movies, we've got two good, in my opinion, Spider-Man movies, and we've gotten the Dark, uh, the Batman Begins, which is really good. So, in that era when we have another superhero movie, we're—I guess people maybe thought it would be of that ilk, and because he's not fighting another powered person, yeah, you know. Um, now, of course, the movie does have to make him vulnerable, otherwise him just beating up idiots isn't a fun watch you need to have the struggle and you need to have a reason why it it has he has to overcome right that's part of also most superhero movies is they have to overcome the thing because the bad guy usually is more powerful than the good guy and that's why you have to they have to overcome the thing through Whatever means, being clever or being else, you know, more powerful or more smart or just having their Popeye moment, whatever that is. Um, and in this case, you know, he, just, he, was, he was injured enough or he was weakened enough because of the, the plot needed him to be that the fight scene in the hospital had more consequences to it, which I liked. I liked that scene in the hospital. And, of course, when Bateman takes an axe to uh, that guy, it made me laugh out loud.
0: <laughs> like, hey, Jason, go!
1: Yeah, yeah, because you didn't see that coming at all. I, I didn't. I didn't see that that him wielding an axe. I mean, he's standing next to an axe. You see it, but then when yeah. he cuts off the guy's hand, he's like, "You didn't!" And then he, and then he hits him. He, he cuts him with the axe, which is pretty gnarly. So, this movie, mm-hmm. I, when
2: Deadpool came out, it did remind me of this. And I feel like Deadpool was so much more uh, successful because it did go all the way. didn't hold anything back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if this character had gone on, if I mean, I think they kind of set it up for a sequel that we'd never got, which is okay. Um, yep. But had it gone on to be something more like that, it might have been more enjoyable. I don't know.
1: Just do on full-on hard R and... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, maybe. I don't... I don't know. This this is a movie where it's just one of those things where there's just... I, I see why you guys, and not just you two, but like uh, many, many other people, didn't love this movie. And it doesn't... There's just something not quite right about it. But I don't... I can't put my finger on it. There's a couple of things that I wish they would have given us a little bit more explanation. Like we know that Shirley's Theron can can make it hot in the room. And but like when they start fighting, the weather goes crazy and um she obviously can make tornadoes, but I think he is controlling the lightning. But like we don't get an explanation of that a little bit. There's yeah. I, I I'm not saying you have to midi chlorine it. I'm just saying it's a little ambiguous, though, as, as to what's happening as far as their powers are concerned. Yeah. yeah you,
0: they don't really spell out their powers, too. I mean, they obviously have a ton of powers that we still don't even know about. Yeah. Right? And maybe that's maybe they were going to do a sequel. I didn't really look they're, up to see if they were going to.
1: They're In the trivia. So I, do, I read all the trivia. Uh, and fortunately, this movie, unlike the last few, did not have a 1,000 entries on trivia. So I actually was able to read it all. <laughs> Uh, this was planned to be like a trilogy or something. There was going to be yeah. you know, a lot more, not a lot, but there was going to be at least another one. And, and maybe we get more backstory into that. Uh, I did read in the trivia, because this is based on a comic, I think, or something. This is not, Peter Berg didn't invent this, or the writers didn't invent this. This is based on something. Something. It's not DC or Marvel,
2: but it's, uh,
1: Vince Gilligan was one of the writers, so maybe something that he wrote. I don't know. Um, it was a
2: prequel to Breaking Bad. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and then Hancock goes to making crack. There you go. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, it's actually the kid that called him an asshole. He went yeah. on to... to
1: so actually that, you know what i'm i'm yeah I think I'm wrong. I do think that this is an original idea uh because this script has been floating around for about ten years before they finally filmed it because um, I'm looking back through the trivia yes, yeah, this might have been a, a, a an idea that someone had for the script. The original script was actually a lot darker uh more more violent, and they wanted to lighten it up because again, in two thousand and eight. Well, I mean, think about 2005 when this script was finally picked up. We didn't have dark superhero movies. We just didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you know, Batman I think Begins it was the whenever better though.
1: It might have, but there there was no way that they would have known that. You know, yeah. like we hadn't had. Uh, well, we had Blade. Blade is hard R, but it's not dark. It's just violent, but it's not dark. And then when he's got Gil- a bit of a
0: dark personality, though, like Blade's personality is pretty dark.
1: I mean, this kind of it is kind of dark, but he still says Wesley Snipe things. You know, he yeah. he, he still yeah. kicks a guy and calls him an mf'er. And, whips. And and uh, and Whistler says funny things too. You know, so I mean, I don't know it. And especially the second one when Del Toro got a hold of it, it you know it's it really feels like a comic book movie at that point, which I love that one by the way. I love Blade Two. Yeah, it's, it's one of my Blade favorite. G? Oh yeah.
0: Um, he's one of my favorite directors so he's great he can do no he can do Mm -hmm. no harm uh
1: anyway i don't know uh i'm gonna go through a couple of my notes though real quick as we continue on um i did like how we get uh, there's a lot of the kind of the eagle foreshadow i guess it's a foreshadow i don't know i mean there's an eagle on the bench i mean obviously it's on his hat but there's like an eagle on the bench and there's it was another eagle i remember seeing Other than the ones that he drew, somewhere else I can't remember. Um, And I'm going to read some trivia about why that matters. The eagle, in a little bit. I did write, "Ha ha, flying into seagulls is something Superman never had to deal with." I just think that I I I thought that was funny. Yeah, just (laughs) you know, because it's not something you think about. You just you see Superman fly, and it's just so sexy. And he's flying with a you know you know alcohol in his hand. He's running into birds and getting bugs in his mouth. It just it feels more (laughs) real that would actually yeah. happen, you know, like he almost yeah. hit the plane and things like that. Um,
0: if only the CGI at the beginning was good enough that we believed it was real.
1: Yeah. The, the CGI doesn't hold up very well for a $150 million movie. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: especially I, at the end, I noticed it. I think it was like the last scene where there's like a cityscape. It just looked terrible.
1: Well, the shot, when they're putting the the moon in the Background of the two of them kissing looked real bad. I mean, that looked that's green screen. That's like nineteen eighties green screen (laughs) bad. It is. I (laughs) mean,
0: blue screen.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, blue screen. I mean, it looks like a composite (laughs) shot, is what it looks like. It looks bad. I mean, it's kind of unforgivable for two thousand eight, in my opinion. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're we're almost ten years past the Matrix, right? Like, get your stuff together, guys. I just, I, I think. I mean, we're, we're, what, six months away? No, this is the same year as Iron Man. We just hadn't, hadn't, yeah. hadn't come out yet, I don't think.
0: And when did Avatar come out? Because, I mean, that's the Avatar the was
1: 2010, right?
0: Wasn't okay. Avatar
1: 2010? Blue people? Avatar? Not too far after this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 2009, it says, but, yeah, close enough.
1: So this was July of 08. Okay, so when did Iron Man come out? I mean, I know that's unfair. Iron Man is, you know, is industrial light and magic. You know, I know that's unfair. 2008, yeah. It's 2008, 2008, May. So it came out a month earlier. Okay, IMDb, get your shit together. There's no way Iron Man is only a (laughs)
0: 7.9.
1: Get Apparently, you guys are drunk.
0: Apparently, a bunch of dummies. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah. Iron So Man came out a month later. I mean, that might also be part of the reason why it didn't do as well because it had to go up against Iron Man in the same summer. I mean, that's Iron I don't Man blew It still blew, did
0: 600 million. Didn't you say it? Like 600, 600 some million?
1: 600 million worldwide. It, it, I mean, I say only. It did 222 in the States as compared to Iron Man, which, again, not quite fair, but uh iron man same budget 150 million uh iron man made wow okay worldwide iron man made less money than hancock i would not have there you go 585 million worldwide well but think Uh, about it yeah but think about it um robert
0: downey was just coming out of being a drug addict yeah and will smith's just coming out of being awesome awesome he's will smith Right, so everybody wants to see a Will Smith movie, but everyone's like, I don't know if I want to go see a druggy play Iron Man.
1: Well, and I mean, and I probably thought, way so many other people thought, is when they announced Iron Man, you know, Paramount you know Pictures, it was a Paramount production. This is long before Disney. You know, I remember thinking, really, they've run out of ideas. Hollywood's run out of ideas. So I yeah, just, and
0: as a superhero, the first one, it's kind of like is this the one I wanted to see as my first one? I like they chose Iron Man. It was kind of like, what?
1: well, and I remember very specifically and, and we've, I've, again, this is something I know we've talked about the show. Uh, Cause we did review Iron Man years ago and that's when it, when it, when it said Marvel studios, I thought, Oh, they've produced, they're making their own studio. And so when they did incredible Hulk, just like the next year, because the previous Hulk was only like three years earlier, but it was terrible. And and I remember thinking, okay, uh, Marvel's gonna have control of things, and then I had no idea what was to come. And then, of course, Avengers came out in 2012, and I was my world was rocked. Um, but yeah, and you made the reference to the fact that a uh, um, Avatar, uh, you know, was kind of a, a stepping point. I've I've also made this point before, where there's we have these breakthrough moments. We have these tentpole uh, movies that make, um, that affect the, the industry, you know, tentpole wise. Yep. you know? So you have, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like gone with the wind, uh, not gone with the wind, wizard of <laughs> Oz, first color movie, right? Like changed, changed film. And then, yeah. Um, and then you got to wait a little while and then get, I think kind of the next big leap, is 2001 A Space Odyssey, which was like 61 or 2 or something. And it kind of changed how we looked at space movies. And then the next big leap is Star Wars, and which is 77. And then I think we kind of have to wait a little bit to get to... Because there's some good movies in the 80s, but there's nothing groundbreaking, in my opinion, between 77 and 93 when you get Jurassic Park. And that... Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it depends on the genres though too, right? Like it's it's I know what you mean by tent poles too, where there's there's certain thing either in because things like sound, right? Like there's a whole development that happened to sound, right? When you and the and you know, the, like you said, colorization or whatever, right? Like but I think there was maybe tent pole moments in say dramas and stuff, how they changed the way things are shot or the but, but I, I agree with what you're saying that I think that, um, you know, that, that as far as, um, CGI and for special effects.
1: Yeah. I but, um, I guess what I'm saying, not just CGI and special effects, because I mean, even Jurassic park, there's only like six minutes of CGI, but that movie changed how the industry approached CGI as a tool. Mm-hmm. Cause before then, but before then we didn't use a lot of it. I mean um, one of the most widely known trivia in Star Trek is that the the scene where they're demonstrating the Genesis torpedo that scene that they filmed was entirely CGI and it was the first time you had an entire scene filmed in CG, using in CGI, CGI using CGI. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that's kind of a that's kind of a leap forward but it was such a small sample size that it didn't have a chance to really, and that was industrial light and magic, and we, and uh, in fact, that company that did that would become Pixar,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And and I do see your point. I do know your point about you have these kind of these moments where you make a document, not a documentary, like a drama or a horror film or whatever. and these kind of moments, but those usually don't affect everything past it. Right after the Matrix. Everyone wanted to do that style of not just bullet time, but how can we do slow motion and not make it look dumb? How can we make it beautiful and add to the story? And I know, again, that's more of a technical part, but I guess that is mostly my point is you have these technical advances. Um, and And then I think Avatar is kind of the next one. I know that Lord of the Rings was, if we don't have Lord of the Rings, we don't have Avatar. Uh, with indie circus and mocap, but I think Avatar yeah. is the next step. Because what Avatar did was say, 3D is a thing, and it's here to stay.
0: And then mm-hmm. it didn't. But that's the thing that makes me... Like, there's nothing since Avatar, in my opinion, that comes close to the tree scene in Avatar. Yeah. Like, when you're in the theaters watching that tree explode, and you can you can just put your hand out and touch the particles of the tree in front of me, there's still nothing that's come even close to that.
1: In yeah. 3D. Well, and that's also mostly because most directors hate filming in three D and so they'll three D it in post. And so yeah, it's not no, as I know good. What you mean. It's not yeah. as good. So I mean I've seen like I watched Avengers Endgame in 3D. Did I? I don't remember now. I might have been three D. But it didn't need to be. You know that yeah, none, none of them do. None yeah, of them I, really do. Um no. anyway.
2: I've stopped watching things in 3D just because I I get annoyed. And it's just as good, if not better, in my opinion.
1: Actually, I think the last one I saw in 3D, it might have been Doctor Strange. Because I wanted to see that in 3D. Otherwise, I think...
2: That that I could see being kind of cool in 3D.
1: But I think, yeah, I don't think I saw Endgame or Infinity War in 3D. I don't remember, mainly because it's so expensive. It's just expensive. Oh, yeah,
2: that's another thing.
1: I would love to see things in
2: uh, IMAX, but nine times out of 10, if it's IMAX, it's also 3D. Yeah. Yep. I, don't, I don't want to see it 3D.
0: And <laughs> I, I, for me, I only see IMAX if it's actually shot in IMAX, which isn't very right. often. Like if they're just taking a movie and making it IMAX, I'm not interested. Okay. But if it's shot in IMAX, then you know it's going to be a good IMAX movie. That happens very rarely. Well,
1: the the Justice League, the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. The reason why it's four by three is because that's I didn't know that IMAX film is four by three format. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And um, the the one movie I've seen that was true IMAX. We have in Charlotte, North Carolina, where we live, we have an IMAX theater that's a dome. You know, it's one of those huge domes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw Harry Potter five there in the imax and the opening scene the very opening scene where the camera it's open you know the the, the we have the logo warner brothers logo and then the light comes up and we're overlooking london or i guess it's little Winging, right whatever it's called and then the camera pans down and does a 90 degree to look over harry i it 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 affected me like I was afraid I was gonna fall out of my seat because you know when you're in those those stadium seatings at that IMAX, because it's a dome, the stadium, like my feet are at the people's head like that's how steep the stairs were. I was gripping my chair because I felt like I was gonna fall out so anyway a <laughs> um, couple other things. let's see uh, what makes those convicts think that they could stop him? They couldn't stop him on the outside. so what's changed? like why did they think that they were gonna? Gang up on him and hurt him.
2: I—that's another thing that really bothered me. I thought, okay, he he just completely destroyed you, and you're—you're gonna. I mean, you literally watched him shove one guy's head up another guy's ass.
0: I know that was the best scene.
2: (laughs) And now we're gonna gang up on this guy and try to take him down with some guns.
1: Well, but my my argument is before that part, right? Like, I'm okay with the end because the idea is, like, when they hear that he's in the hospital, I mean, they break out. They're going to go get him. But once they hear he's at the hospital, which, by the way, bad reporting, you would never report that. I don't understand that. Right. But anyway, um, (laughs) like, you would report the hospital that he's at.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Just, if you want to go there to say hi or kill him.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. the the world's greatest superhero is at a hospital because uh, of a gunshot wound. This is which one he's in. This is the hospital. This is his room number. You know, it just seemed dumb. But anyway, <laughs> I get why they're trying to gang up on him. I get that because he's vulnerable. But when he gets to prison and they're all standing there like they're going to fight him. I know. It's just, I'm sitting there going, he put you all there because you couldn't stop him. So what makes you think that things have changed?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. That was pretty dumb. The like only, I was just looking at it. Yeah.
1: The only the, yeah. The, the the only thing that that scene serves is to show the guy's head up the other guy's ass. That's all it does, which is, you yeah. know, you're, you're not wrong. It is funny.
0: Which is worth the price of admission. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um and
2: then we get human centipede.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did write she's obviously figured out a way to have sex without killing Ray. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. She's not. I don't. Oh God, I want to say this so bad, but you're gonna have to believe this. (laughs) They didn't prove that she was a squirter, so I think she's pretty safe.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe her husband is just not that great.
1: Well, there's that too. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, what else? Right. Uh, let's see. Okay, this is another part. So Andrew knows this, and he might roll his eyes. I don't know. But I get really annoyed when movies portray cops as being kind of bad and making, so I I don't like the fact that, so we, we get to the, Will Smith shows up to the bank scene, and it's a war zone, right? The, ba- the bad guys are shooting all kinds of, major artillery weapons and guns. And and for like just three or four dudes, they were shooting a lot of bullets. I mean, it felt like that they expended more money in ammunition than they would have gained by robbing the bank. But the fact that the police were shooting into a bank in which they knew nothing that were like, they knew they were hostages in there. But they uh-huh. were still firing into the bank. Always annoyed me. It's like they wouldn't do that. Yeah. They would not. They would, put, there's no way they would. Do they that. would never blind yeah. fire into a bank like that. That has always annoyed me. But
0: yeah, again, it, you know, it's funny you say that because there's been a string of movies we've watched in the last little while where it's like they just throw like police, um you know, uh, etiquette or police knowledge just out the window. Like just recently we reviewed the movie spiral and there's like five times where he touches things without gloves on. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like it just, it does kind of eat away at you. Right. It's kind of yeah. like, and, and maybe that's, maybe that's why more people didn't like it because it's just like, and there's another one that just kind of whittles away at your, at your enjoyment of the movie when you go, okay, this doesn't make sense and this doesn't make sense. Right.
1: Yeah. I don't mm. think most people, and I'm going to maybe insult most people. I don't think most people think about cop stuff the way that I do. I mean, I had a cop a coworker and we talk shop all the time. And, um, so like, I'm, I'm aware of those types of things. I know like, uh, the guys rolled their eyes when we reviewed, uh, what was that movie, Andrew? Uh, where the cop we, we reviewed, um,
0: you know the cop movie, the cop, cop movie, land where the guy was,
1: no, where it was like everything was terrible and you wanted to shoot your face out because it was so depressing. What was that movie called? Uh, Thunder Force? No, Thunder Force <laughs> was terrible. But Thunder, Thunder Road, Thunder Road. Oh, yeah. Thunder Road. Actually, I kind of enjoyed Thunder Road. (laughs) I kind of enjoyed it, too, but it was a depressing movie. But my point was that actually that was one of the movies. That was exactly. I hated the moment when I watched it. I was kind of angry that Stephen made us watch this movie. But then when we chatted about it, I kind of felt better about it. And then by the end of the day, I ended up giving it a 7.8 out of 10. So um, just one of those movies. But he's a cop. The movie is about him being a cop. And his cop etiquette is terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, the main actor is also the producer, director, and writer. But, like, it it literally felt like he had never met a cop in his life, like a real cop. Well, did you expect him to do research as well? Yes. <laughs> if you're going to write and direct and act in your own movie, just go talk to and a cop. And compose the score. And he did the score. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just go talk to a cop for an hour. You know? But I he just, could never do that
0: as well as all those other things. Of I'm course, on
1: of course Team of course. Andrew here course he could have (laughs) there's a tv show on starring nathan fillion right now called the rookie and i really like that show a lot and when they first introduced the show and they're talking about like he said this is a this the car that you see here it's not a squad car it's not a police car it's our shop this is where we work this is our office and so they always call it the shop so i text my buddy who was a he wasn't LAPD, he was Orange County Police out in uh, California. And I said, "Is that how you guys refer to the vehicle as the shop?" And he goes, "Yes, that's real." So I didn't know that. And so What a concept. Right. And so whenever you hear someone say, "Get the squad car," you know that whoever made that actor say those lines doesn't know better. Yeah. yeah. And and so yeah. I I appreciated the fact that in the show that Nathan Fillion's in, someone took the time to actually teach the actors to say the right words. So I um yeah why I, I like he's that. a
0: good Canadian boy.
1: He's oh Nathan Fillion's the best. I he's one of the few I you hear things like don't meet your heroes. He's an actor I actually do want to meet. You know. Just, <laughs> yeah. Have
2: you I don't know if you've seen the the show Big Mouth on Netflix. I know one oh, of it is. So yeah. good. It's yeah. so There's funny. There's a character there that just she loves Nathan Fillion.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: It's her hero. He actually like uh, guest stars or you know, yeah,
1: got yeah. some appearances it on it. Yep. One of my favorite little like college humor skits was like uh the guy that gets in the pool, right? And when he when he he says everyone looks more attractive when they get out of a pool, and so he's like a nerdy looking dude, and he jumps in the water, and then when he comes out, he's like this big buff guy, and he's like, whoa! And then the friend does the same thing, and he's all buff. And then they have a, a dog. It's like a like a pit bull, and the the dog jumps in the water. And then when she gets out, it's like this hot girl. And they're like, "Well, what happens if we do it together?" And so the three of them go down, and then come out of the water. And it's Nathan Fillion, and but it's like it's just one, it's just one guy, and he's like, Well, "It's one unit." Yeah, it's just one person. He's like Nathan Fillion. Yeah, he's kind of hot. It's my mom, um, and then. And then, you know, like then you get the credits and then it's like a like the post credit is uh, you just see the trailer and you hear Nathan Fillion say, "Um, I need some help. I just turned into two nerds and a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Nathan Fillion's great is what I'm saying. Uh, Last couple notes here is um, having I've seen this movie probably three or four times. And when he's telling his backstory and she's crying. It wasn't until this time where I realized she's feeling remorse. It's not just that she's sad because it's a sad story, but she's feeling genuine guilt and remorse. And I was, it actually kind of got me in the feels a little bit, just a little bit. I thought it was good. It was good acting too by her. I just thought it was really, really good acting by on her part.
2: To me though. I mean, even, like I said, even the first time I saw it, I knew that I knew what was happening. Sure and so i i don't know i think the the predictability took me out of the fact that i was supposed to feel like she's being yeah. <laughs> she's being sad for him for what she's done
0: well and i don't even think it's just for what she's done i think it's more about i think she really does love him but they can't yeah. be together right it's kind of that that thing of you know my better half is moving to la for a job and i'm staying in new york and i'm not moving right it's like we can't be together even though we want to be together so
1: i'm glad you said because this is what leads me to the part in the in the movie that has bothered me this is the in my opinion the the part that's that bothered me the most is when they're fighting the two of them are fighting and you're not really sure why they're fighting you know like you're like he's mad at her for leaving like for not telling him that she's a thing. And then he calls her crazy and which apparently her fuse is way shorter than his. It at least takes him Mm -hmm. like three times to be called an asshole before he does something. She hits him with a truck (laughs) on the first time he says cuckoo. Right? So, and then they, they finally kind of wrestle to the ground and she screams, I hate you. And I thought, wow, that's a strong emotion to scream. I hate you. But we never find out why we never get a moment where we find out why she hates him. Because then he says he's sorry for whatever he did. But, like, the last time they were together, they were on their way to a movie. Then they got mugged. And in the course of 80 years, she's, de- she's developed feelings of hate towards this guy. She left knowing he wouldn't know who she is. So why would she hate him? Like, that is never resolved. And it's always annoying right. me. That, well, he did say she was cuckoo, so... But I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and maybe that's something that he said to her before, and, and these are these are hurt feelings of, of thousands of years. I don't know. But it just felt so, I mean, the way she screams, the way she acts, like Charlize Theron's acting, is that this is a, a, a hatred that has been building and building and building, and it comes to a head, literally there's storm and tornadoes and they're fighting and whatever. But like... We never get the resolution. So even when we're at the hotel, the hospital and she's filling in the backstory for him and and us the audience, and it's a very sweet moment. And she's talking about how much she loved him. And you would, you got this scar protecting me doing this, and you got this scar protecting me doing that, and you got this like his body is a is is a is a a temple to her, right? Like or a shield to her like Captain America's shield's got all these scratches on it from battle like, like that's his body and she screams i hate you i just wish the movie would have told us why she hated him that's all or left that out <laughs> or you right or just left it out just have them have the fight mm. i don't know I, i'm not again the fight doesn't they make still sense can fight without her doesn't, saying that yeah. I, I don't know i guess it does uh, I'm glad she also changed into sexy hero costume before they went and did the fight. That was nice. Yeah, yeah that's
2: another thing that just kind of took me, <laughs> took me out of it for a moment, because she's homemaker, you know, hot mom, and then all of a sudden we see her in this like stripper outfit, <laughs> and I'm like,
0: <laughs> does
2: does Ray
1: know she has this in the closet? I mean.
0: Yeah. I think they use that on Saturday nights. That's yeah. what that's Saturday night. Uh,
1: that's it. That's kind of all the notes that I have. Um, I did have a so we have a I do tropes. I talk about tropes in movies. Um, I, I did write montage. So we do have a ooh, uh-huh. I guess do well, I need to play it right? Um, I have to play this. <laughs> That was loud. Uh, that's our montage clip. We had a montage of, of, of him being in jail and trying not to yeah. be an asshole. Uh, we also got the slow clap trope. I thought that was, that was nice. That was, that was lovely. And the only hopping man I got, Andrew, this is so dumb, but it made me laugh when I wrote it down, is Aaron's dinosaur. He, remember, he leaves him the little oh, yeah. dinosaur in prison. We never see that dinosaur again. I just assumed that Hancock left it there at the prison, so Aaron's favorite dinosaur, his favorite toy in the whole world, and Hancock is a dick and left it at the at the prison. So, yeah.
0: maybe yeah. he has it in his inside pocket close maybe. to his heart. maybe
1: probably not uh hopping man Jim, and for anyone listening who's who's joining us from film rage is, is a trope that we associate to Whenever uh, um, the movie introduces a, an idea or a character, and then that th- that disappears without any kind of resolution, uh, mm-hmm. go back to uh, three hundred episodes and listen to Darkman, and that'll make sense. I <laughs> guess it wasn't you were, were you, you were on that show, right, Andrew? Man Yeah, but I think maybe I was just filling in
2: for Chad or Corny or something. Oh, okay. I can't
1: remember how long ago Darkman was, but anyway, it's fine um dark man was episode 101 it was your first episode with us oh full okay. well, full yeah. time all right yeah that's great how cool is that a little history for you there. uh
2: there was one there was one other thing that bothered me and that was the the i guess device that the guy was holding the crook was holding it was going to blow all these people up i don't i don't know anything about anatomy i Other than what I see. But uh, (laughs) if you cut someone's hand off, do those muscles not just, I mean, do they,
1: what happens there? I feel like like it it should have been
0: released, you mean? And that it should have tensed up?
1: I I think what we're supposed to assume is that Hancock is so fast that he throws the blade and then rushes so that when the hand is cut off, he's there to grab it so that he can hold it i mean we don't really need that moment i mean i think hancock yeah. is probably fast enough to be able to push the button down without the hand but it, it's a funny gag watching him walk out with the hand
0: with the hand yeah
1: it's, yeah it's just a yeah. gag
2: oh it's yeah it's definitely funny but i just wondered how yeah i don't know if
0: that
2: would really rigor
0: mortis rigor mortis instant <laughs> <buzzes> things to <laughs> rigor mortis <Rigamortus>. instant rigor mortis <laughs> just
1: squeezes instantly instant All right, time for some clips. I have a few here. Um, Most of them are going to be Will Smith saying things like this one. But if you don't pull over and give yourselves up quietly, I swear to Christ, your head
0: is going up the driver's ass, his head is going up your ass, and you drew the short stick because your head is going up my ass. (laughs)
1: There's
0: he a has lot a of he- thing about this yeah heads up passes he kind of is mm-hmm.
1: yeah there's a thing it, it's i mean <laughs> but i mean that that's the that's the the rule of of of, the- of drama right or not drama of theater of movie making if you tell me about a thing in the first act you know we're gonna have to see it in either the act second act or third act and we did see mm-hmm. it in the second act so yeah we did oh my goodness um I don't know why this guy is hating on iHop.
2: No, as a concept free is kind of up there with, uh, you know, lethal side effects. Mandatory product recall, get indicted, go to jail,
1: get out, work at iHop for the rest of your career. <laughs> I like that. That the guy that pancakes said
0: pancakes every day for breakfast? Hello, that's my dream job.
1: The the guy that said that line is actually typically a writer and producer. So he, he is a producer of such things as Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Strange New Worlds and Star Trek Discovery and some other so, things. So Star Trek stuff. He's yeah. done other things. Those are just the things I decided to say out loud because I wanted to be very oh. clear that he is our obvious <laughs> Star Trek connection. <laughs> Uh, oh, I haven't okay. I haven't done that in a while. It f- it felt good to finally uh, Akiva Goldsman, I think is his name. Akiva? A- Akiva? I don't know, probably not what I just said. Uh, he's also produced Fringe, which is a really fun show. He wrote Oh yeah. He wrote Batman and Robin. Um but he also wrote Cinderella Man and A Beautiful Mind. So let's not hold that against him. Oh, wait.
2: Wait, uh-huh. no. He wrote like Batman and Robin like George Clooney Batman and Robin?
1: Yes. Uh okay. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, he also did he did iRobot. He did the screenplay for iRobot and I Am Legend and Angels and Demons and The Da Vinci Code and Lost in Space and A Time to Kill is great. And Batman you can and stop. You've kind
0: of started throwing him under the bus now.
1: I mean, he's, <laughs> it's, it's good and bad. I mean, it's all over the place, right? Like, Batman Forever, not a good movie. A Time to Kill, great oh. movie. Batman and Robin, bad movie. Lost in Space, not a good movie. A Beautiful Mind, <laughs> great movie iRobot. robot. Fun. Cinderella Man. Good. Da Vinci Code. Bad. I Am Legend. Fine. Angels and Demons. Not good. <laughs> but then he did Fringe. I liked Fringe. So yeah. anyway, and then
0: he Fringe. did. And then he did some Star Wars and then or did, Star Trek.
1: Yeah. Then he did Discovery, which I like a lot. And and uh, so I
2: wonder if he just had some bad days.
1: I mean, you know, <laughs> some we really all, bad days. And most of the some stuff that times. he's most of the stuff he's directed is TV show. He directed a handful of episodes of Fringe. Something called Breakthrough, a couple episodes of Discovery, a couple episodes of the Titans TV show. The you know, Titan- oh yeah, no.
0: it's a good show. That's a good show. A
1: yeah. uh, couple episodes of Star Trek Picard, and he's doing the pilot episode of Strange New Worlds. So I mean, you know, good good on him. Anyway, I didn't mean to spend that much time on that guy. I just liked the fact that he said <laughs> work at IHOP for the rest of your career. I just, I don't know why. It just made me laugh. I also, whenever I think of IHOP, I think of. Uh, Man of Steel, you know the the bully ends up becoming the manager at IHOP in mm-hmm. Smallville. Uh, this was also kind of funny, and again, feels like a Will Smith thing. How about you, thickness goggles. There you go. So, mm-hmm. there is
0: a comment that he makes. There is a comment that he makes that is, um, it probably wouldn't fly too well now. The homophobic comments that yeah. he made. Yeah. I that kind of popped out and was kind of like, ah, it popped out for me too, fit.
1: especially in 2008. We weren't super, we weren't probably as, as sensitive to that kind of language as we are now. At least he didn't use F a G.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, it's true.
2: Yeah. But you think about every, you know, the TV that was on at that time, the office was happening at that point, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they make all kinds of homophobic jokes and, you Know a lot of things that would not fly today, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, this also, uh, again, most of these clips made me laugh. Did you shove a man's head up another man's ass? I like that, yeah. I just hmm. love the way he just deadpans it, and then Will Smith just kind of nods, like, Yeah, I did. Uh, it's a thing, yeah. And uh, here's your middle name, Jim, by the way. I ain't wearing that, Ray. Yes, you are. Oh no, I'm not. No, you are. Uh, actually, I'm not, Ray. I think you're not, but you are.
0: I will fight crime, butt-ass naked, before I fight it in that way.
1: You know, you have fought naked. We've got that. That's uh-huh. on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad this was filmed nice, close, like late enough that YouTube was a thing, so that line still mm-hmm. works. You know? Oh yeah. Um, like Iron Man. Same year, it, it dates itself just enough when Tony says, "I don't want this showing up on your MySpace page." It's like, oh
0: yeah. yeah, what's that? You've ruined the movie now. No one can go back and make sense of it. Yeah,
1: because it's like, <laughs> because my son if whenever he watches it, which uh, he's eight, so it might be a few more years. But he he'll if he gets to that point, he's going to ask me, "What's MySpace?" He knows what Facebook is. He has no idea yep. what MySpace is. Um. Uh, so Andrew and I play video games basically every night. We're not doing podcast-related stuff. And one of the uh, people that we play video games with, her name's Melissa. She's been on the podcast. She's a very wonderful person, and of course, she's a she. And so whenever in the game I have to revive her, I use this line. Not all of this line. Not all of this. But I say this. Good job. Do I have permission to touch your body? Yes! It's not sexual! It's not that you're not an attractive woman. You're actually a very attractive woman. So, uh, obviously, I don't do the the rest of (laughs) the part, but I do. I
2: actually. I actually you did really, think about you when, when that uh, line came up. That
1: line
0: came up. You really need to use the whole line, though. It is actually much funnier if you use the whole
1: line. <laughs> it is funnier, but typically I don't have enough time to do that whole bit. Because, uh. like, it's in the game, because we're playing battlefields. So, like, if you're a medic, you just get, you know, just a stab. But, like, if you're not a medic, you, there's this whole thing where you're, like, patting the body and then you help them up. And so usually mm-hmm. if, if I'm not a medic, that's, the, you know, do I have permission to touch your body? And, you know, it, that's that's the joke. <laughs> um, you can add the, uh, this is not sexual. You this this not is
0: not sexual. You could totally add that one. <laughs> yeah. Not that you're not attractive. You can add that too. Like you've got time.
1: Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. I do. It also mostly comes down to, because I play video games in our bedroom and my wife can hear me. And I don't, she knows the movie. She watches these movies with me. She would get the joke. I don't think she would find it funny, though. If oh. I'm saying to another woman, uh, the rest of the line. Anyway, that's, that's, true. Mm, that's all it is.
0: Right. Yep. Time for this. Safety. Now for Safety some more first. bad
1: news. Ready? Safety first, yeah. Uh, Trivia. The original screenplay was much darker. Apart from being a lowlife, Hancock was supposed to be sexually frustrated because he couldn't have sex with a woman without killing her. The MPA actually cleared a scene involving Hancock's explosive orgasm, but it was removed from the final cut because test audiences didn't find it funny. The tone was lightened considerably for a summer release aimed at a wide audience, but the MPA gave the film an R twice before language and violence cuts resulted in a PG-13. So like the, I, the the clip that I played when she says "Get me the f out of here" and the theatrical version she just says "Get me the hell out of here." Yeah. And um, there's a couple I, other little moments. I, I, I would have been okay
2: with the scene, and again, this is going back to really dark, and this is very Deadpool esque. But you know, have him—I don't know—I I could see a body explode and be okay.
1: Mm. Okay. Uh, before the film,
2: I wouldn't find it funny, but I'm sick.
1: Yeah, well, that's fine. Uh, before the film became a Will Smith vehicle, George Clooney, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Leonardo DiCaprio were all considered for the title role over the years. Oh,
0: thank goodness they didn't. Yeah, really.
1: Yeah, I don't, I can't see Leonardo DiCaprio playing this kind of role at all. Uh, I don't remember him playing it either. Yeah, yeah, Clooney. I don't. I can't see Clooney. Honestly, the only other dude I could really see playing this role is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. But we would get it ten years later in the form of Deadpool. So,
2: I mean, we there could be some others that could do this. I think maybe uh, what's this? uh, I can see his face. The voice of uh, Rock. uh, yeah, Rocket.
1: Oh, Bradley Uh, Cooper. Yeah. Oh, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper yeah. I could see him doing something like that. Yeah, well, you're maybe, right. Yeah, uh, I could too. Yeah. Did we know who Bradley Cooper was in 08? When did the first Hangover movie come out?
2: I'm sure it was around then.
1: You think so? I don't I I honestly don't know. I don't either. Uh oh, oh, 09, so the next year. So yeah, I don't I'm just trying to think when did uh when did we start caring about Bradley Cooper? Um, let's see apparently
0: in 2009
1: because before that he did yes man he did yes man new york i love you bang blow and stroke the hell is that the rocker midnight meat train uh, he did the comebacks he was an alias for a few uh, failure to launch where well, he's just a sidekick in that mm-hmm. uh, law and order svu everybody was in law and order svu yeah, a bunch of, yeah, I don't, I a don't bunch think
0: of we really cared until he was in
1: The yeah. Hangover. Yeah, you're right. The Hangover is what really kind of. And then he does All About Steve, which is terrible. Then he does The A-Team, which I like. I like The A-Team. I think it's kind of fun. Uh, Silver Lining's playbook, I think, is where we really realized that he's a good actor, like a really good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, and he's done a whole bunch of stuff since, so good for him. Let's see. He's doing untitled Paul Thomas Anderson project, something called Nightmare Alley, Guardians of the Galaxy three, and Maestro. Oh, he's going to be playing Leonard Bernstein or Bernstein. Wow, oh. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's directed by Bradley Cooper. Well, cool. that's kind of cool.
2: I hope this isn't like. Uh, I hope it's not going to be like. Uh, why can't I think of anything? Tonight?
1: Amadeus? No,
2: no, not Amadeus. <laughs> Although, yes, um, the uh, God, the jazz thing. It's one of my favorite movies. Whiplash. Uh, Whiplash. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. I hope it's something that I can, you know, since I'm a music teacher, I hope it's something I can share some of it with my my class or my students or recommend it to them. I feel bad recommending Whiplash. I'm like, uh you know, earmuffs
1: for that one, kid. <laughs> 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 All right, time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. We're going to. Uh, I love playing that clip for for guests who have not listened to the show, and that 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 totally like throws them off. It's is really funny.
0: I don't get easily thrown off, so I'm good. No,
1: that's <laughs> that's fine. Um, okay, uh, we decided to do unlikable heroes. Um, not just the fact that they're, you know, anti heroes. The fact that they're they're doing good things, but they're just kind of a holes, and sometimes they're hard to like. And the internet has given me some good options, including you, <laughs> you through a bunch on Twitter, which was great. Um, but it, so, actually, Jim, I'll let you go first. Uh, Andrew has the um, honor of going last.
0: Um. Uh, you know what, I, I don't know if this one counts, but I'm going to say I'm gonna say Hannibal Lecter. Okay. Because he's kind of an anti-hero, mm-hmm. and if you read the books, he's, you know, even the end of Silence of the Lambs, he's kind of like, okay, he's out killing the bad guys. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. You got any more? I, threw, I gave all my good ones. I gave all my good ones out. Uh, on Twitter.
1: Well, I'll read. Them. I'll read them then, real quick. If uh, oh, I can't find it, where is it? Oh crap! I can't find my tweet. <laughs> this is uh, shoot. Where is it? Uh, click the thing. This is great podcasting. Let's see. You said Leon from Leon the Professional, uh, Rambo and Han Solo, which I, I would. Yeah, Han Solo for the first half of the first movie, right? Yep. And oh, Tom Hardy is Mad Max. Yeah, that's actually that's a pretty good one too. Cool. Ah. All right, Uh, the ones that I have, I wrote down. uh, My number three was The Punisher.
0: Mm -hmm. Pretty much Uh any
1: iteration of that, he just he kind of is a dick, and he doesn't really care. Uh, My number two, I actually wrote Wolverine. And I'm mostly okay. taking my inspiration from both Logan and his brief appearance, literally very brief appearance. He has two words, F off, in 1st uh, uh, X-Men First Class. First Class, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a dick. He's kind of a dick. Um, he's kind of a dick even all through being Wolverine. Like, Yeah, but he's more kind of a likable dick in uh, X-Men <laughs> 2. X-Men? Likable dick, yeah, that sounds like something that should definitely go in the intro, don't you think?
0: Yeah, that oh. should also potentially be bleeped if it says in the wrong way. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Likable dick, that's funny. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're Wolverine. My number one though, Constantine. John Constantine.
0: Oh yeah. Love me, Constantine. I love that movie my favorite That's so good. It's like. Yeah, I can't wait for
1: number two. And I
0: never say that. Like, I'm not a sequel guy, but anything Constantine, I'm all over it. Yeah, I love I, the comic, too. So
1: Never read the comic. I just like the movie. Never watched the show, but I loved the movie. We reviewed it, uh, I guess, a while ago, but it, it's, a, it's a good movie. What you got, Andrew?
2: Well, I feel like I kind of missed the mark on this one. Oh. Because I had trouble finding, but I, I did find three. But as I was listening to you guys, I thought about Warshak from – uh the Watchman. Oh, oh, that's yeah, a good From one. The Watchman. Yeah, that's a real that's good, good one. one. Yeah. yeah, he is a super uh, dick. Yeah, but uh, so I thought about the way that I interpreted our our conversation is I chose heroes that I don't like.
1: That's fine.
2: <laughs> um, so number one is uh, Steel, and specifically the one with Shaquille O'Neal in the movie Steel. <laughs> uh, and I, I guess that's just. Because he's terrible. And then uh <laughs> Blank Man which I like <laughs> the movie but he's not a hero that that any of us would uh, want saving us. Um, and then my wife would hate me for saying this and uh, but Bella Swan from Twilight has got to be the worst and I guess you could maybe she's not a hero. I don't know. Well, but, she
1: uh, she turns at the end so why not?
0: I guess. Yeah, I'll I, I we'll give you movies. that. You
1: could say Edward.
0: Yeah,
2: him as well. Anybody in those movies, yeah. pretty much.
0: Entire <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh,
2: and another one. Sorry, another one just came to mind. Um, Jar Jar Binks would be uh, a hero that uh, we love to hate as well.
1: Yeah. Well, he's also just unlikable because he sucks at everything. Uh Okay, so let's see what our friends on Twitter said. Uh, Andrew, our good friend, listener Andrew, not you, obviously, Andrew, uh, listener Andrew, said John Connor from Terminator 3, uh, mm-hmm. Boromir from Fellowship of the Ring, though he does get redeemed at the end, but he yeah, he's not wrong, and mm-hmm. Furious from Mystery Men. And he wrote, in parentheses, I don't like Ben Stiller. Andrew, <laughs> you and I are buddies because I don't like Ben Stiller either.
0: I can take him or leave him. Sometimes I, he's good. I just don't like him.
1: Uh, our good friend who will be on next week with us, Cameron from Green Shirt and Newbies Trek through Star Trek. The next generation. Sorry, I always mess up his tagline. Snake Pliskin, Ashley uh, J. Yeah. Williams. Who's Ashley J. Williams? I don't know who that is. Uh, uh,
0: I've heard the name.
1: Ashley J. Williams. Doing a Google search now. Uh, oh, it's Ash from The Evil Dead. Yeah. Oh, jerk. Why would you say Ash? I didn't, Ash didn't know that, <laughs> that. I didn't know that was his last name. I didn't name. That was the full name. I didn't yeah. either. Yeah. A- Ash. Okay. Yeah, Ash is good. That's a good one. Uh, and Sawyer from Lost. Uh, so thank you, Cameron. And I am slightly embarrassed I didn't know that that was his full name, but whatever. What are you going to do? Uh, did we have anybody on the Facebook say anything? I don't think we did. We usually don't. Facebook is not as nice to us as other people. As uh, the Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is just nice. People don't talk to me on Facebook. That's okay. Uh, and, of course, that's facebook.com slash Uh That's it. That's all the people that said things, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Sorry. Just want to make sure, because like last week, literally last week, I was reading off, was it last week, week before? It doesn't matter. I was reading off, you know, people as they keep, that they kept, oh, uh, and uh, uh, of course, Jesse, gosh, Jesse from Sudden but Inevitable uh, wrote, uh, every version of Cyclops on screen ever. (laughs) Yeah, he's not right. Yeah, no, he's 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 good. Though I like that actor in the Sonic movie, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. He's I like uh, James Marsden. He's I like that movie. It was fun. My kids had a blast watching it. So, um. Anyway, that's it. Gosh, that was fun. Time for what? What else? Oh, we do this thing here. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give this movie a, a score. We have to give this movie a a score, a rank. From zero to ten, Jim, I would just say embrace the uh, decimal because... Oh, we, we can
0: give decimals? Yeah, oh. we
1: do decimals because after 300 plus movies, actually after about 40, we started seeing we were having <laughs> a lot of like sevens and sixes and fives and yep. we, we wanted kind of a way to distinguish the difference between, uh, let's see... Ready Player One, which is an 8.782, and Thunder Road, which is an 8. or (laughs) 7.825. Nice. Yeah, we had to find a way to get there, you know, as compared to Shutter Island, which is a 7.93, just a little bit better, you know, so, Uh uh, and Atonement, which is a 7.6. So, there you go. So Good average. Yeah, Andrew, you're up, sir.
2: Um, well, like I said, it's just kind of, and, uh, predictable. So I'm going to give it a five. Okay. One.
1: Five point one. Is that what you said?
2: Actually, let's do. Yeah. 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 Five point
1: one. All right. Jim, what you got?
0: I'm going to be a little bit more generous than Andrew because I did love seeing someone's head up someone's ass. So that gets extra points. So I'm going to give it a 5.64.
1: Okay. That sounds fun. Um, I, I like this movie. I think it's fun. I, I don't really have any problems with it. I'd watch it again. I recommend anyone listening to this that if you if you want to watch it, go watch it. I think it's a fun movie if you're looking for a good time. Are there way better superhero movies out there? Yeah, pretty much anything in the MCU. Even Thor 1, which I don't think is a good movie, but that's okay. It's still probably a little bit better than this. Uh, actually, I would think I'd rather watch this than Thor personally. But yeah. that's not <laughs> here or there. I'm going to give it a 7 because I like this movie. I think it's fine. I think it's... You know it's good, and not seven point zero five. No, just a seven because that gives me a nice average of five point nine one three, and that's a good number. You know okay. that 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 puts it in league with uh, other such movies as um, the Last Dragon, <laughs> and uh, no, uh, Anola Holmes. I spelled Holmes wrong. I spelled I wrote Anola Holes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's funny. That's a
2: different movie. That is a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh,
0: I think I've seen that one too. But. <laughs> oh, I hope not.
2: <laughs> I had to pay for
1: that one.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Dollar holes. I can't believe I wrote that. That's okay. My one of my clips for tonight is uh, when I wrote butt ass naked. I spelled naked n e a k a d. <laughs> Naked. Naked. <laughs> Nikad, I think is Nikad. how you actually pronounce that. Uh the last little thing here that we do is um our 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 quote game. Now, none of us knew the quote from last week. Fortunately, what
2: was I, that? oh actually no, I do know what it was. I went and looked it up. Oh. And I felt bad for not knowing what it
1: was. I've not seen Kill Bill Volume Two. I've only seen Kill Bill Volume One. So I'm yeah. a little bit Excused, but we did have a couple people send me Facebook messages saying, "Hey," uh, or in Twitter, "Hey, this is what that quote's from." So I appreciate you for, for one listening and two participating. So that was very nice of you to do. Tonight's quote, uh, quote number twenty-two. Um, I think we all know this one, but we'll see. Uh, Dead or alive, you're coming with me. So I think, I think we all I know think that. I've heard one. that in a few movies, though.
0: Yeah, that's been in a few movies. That has
1: been, you know, in a few. But it's. I uh, seem
0: to think Arnold Schwarzenegger is saying that.
1: He might have said that in a Terminator kind yeah. of a thing or whatever, but I'm pretty sure the line this is quoting is from RoboCop. It's
0: from Verhoeven film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I guess I'll film. just
1: go ahead and say it. But yep. uh, is it a?
0: Is that a Verhoeven? Oh yeah, RoboCop is a Verhoeven uh, yeah, film. Yeah, I'm yeah. a
1: huge Verhoeven
0: fan. For some huge, reason, huge, I, huge. Had, I
1: had Verhoeven um, mixed in with, uh, who's my guy, Andrew? Um, he did Peter th- Jackson. No, he did Die Hard. Um, John McTiernan? McTiernan. Uh, I had Verhoeven and yeah. McTiernan, I guess because their names make me think of different accents for some reason. I don't know why. Yep. Um, anyway, that's it. That's our show. We have no more things to say except, Jim, tell people who are listening to this show how they can find yours.
0: Well, they can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at FilmRageYYC. You can find us on TikTok, I think also at FilmRageYYC. You can find us on our website because we still have ours. And there's lots of content in there. So go dig in and have fun with that. It's at FilmRageYYC.com. And uh, yeah. And uh, you can send us an email at uh,
1: Calgary at gmail.com. What does YYC stand for?
0: Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the airport codes. So I'm not sure if in um, – it's a big thing up in Canada. Like um, if you go on to Twitter or you're doing a hashtag, YYC for, is our city for Calgary. So it's the representation of the airport. So, I mean, if you're
1: in New York, you could be hooped because there's a couple.
0: <laughs> I'm right? still
1: confused. Why is it YYC for Calgary? What's the Y? Ah, uh, well, probably. Yo, yo. Probably the
0: C portion. Calgary. Yo, yo, Calgary man. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know where the Y's come from.
1: Did L LL Cool J come up with these things, like.
0: <laughs> yo, yo. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, I think, I think Edmonton, which is our our next big city in our province, I think is Y E G. So that doesn't even also make sense, but. <laughs> Whatever. It, it I, didn't, I didn't,
1: invent it. I'm just like, I'm interested to know like if all of the Canadian ones are start with why. I don't know. I'll look. Well, oh, you don't, while you don't have to more, I'm I'll just look cur- it up. Now I'm curious. curious. Well, I, I do want to acknowledge one that you are living in Canada, which makes you our first international guest, which is super cool. Um, what? I know. I think that's, that's awesome. Uh, you're, you're making breaking records for us. I think that's cool. And, um, yeah, here we we're we're CLT. That's the Charlotte one we live in. Is, is is CLT, and um, I guess Andrew, the closest one you would be to would be PTO, PTI, PT. Oh, PTI. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, so a yeah. No, it's not paid time off. It is PTI. Piedmont Triad International, uh, which always makes me think of pardon the interruption, interruption. but anyway, yeah, it's PTI. Okay, so
0: the major ones in Canada, I'll do start with why. Oh, so we are YYC, uh, Edmonton's YY Y E G, uh Fredericton, which is out east, is Y F C. Yeah. <laughs> Everything starts with Y. I don't get it. Maybe it's it's when they created them as international airports, we were at the bottom of the list. Happens to us all the time. <laughs> People kind of forget about Canada. You know, we're only the second area largest country, but you know, we're kind of forgettable sometimes. We're humble, yeah, quiet. Yeah, unassuming you, you only
1: have just, you know, the like, you know, some of the best health care. And yeah, uh, you have the nice, pretty side of the falls. And,
0: um, and we got poutine, which is like, who doesn't love
1: poutine? I don't even know what it is, but you're right. You do have it. You do who have, wants? you have weird space money, though, because it has holes in it or something. But anyway, um, it's, it's pretty money. <laughs> pretty. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll have to tell you off air about how I was almost not allowed into Canada and then almost not allowed back into the United States. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's a fun story. That's our podcast. That's our show. We are Cheap Seat Reviews. You can find all of our links to things that we do at cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. That's the closest thing we have to a website because we're lame. And if you're listening to this to us, you know that. Um, yeah, Twitter... Instagram, Facebook, those are our links. Go there, like, and subscribe. Please hit that subscribe button. That's that's the best way to ensure you're getting great content like this. Also, please leave us a review. Oh, we had a review recently. I got to read a review. Crap. I forgot. I got to read this before we get off the air. Um, Cause it was so Yeah, we do. Cause it doesn't happen often. It really doesn't happen very often.
0: <laughs> they don't, they don't
1: happen often. Lady G. you got to celebrate. Oh my gosh. It was so lovely. Um, our, it was a listener. Her name's Rosie and she is part of the Brown coat community. Uh, I was kind of connected with her through the sudden but inevitable podcast. And she, uh, she's been, I, I sent her some stickers and she put nice the cheap seat review sticker on her computer. Like, not just Uh, on a thing that she'll never look at. It's on her computer that she looks at every day, which is just so nice. So uh, Rosie said, uh, fun and knowledgeable is the name of the episode, or the name of the the review. She said, I enjoy every episode I listen to. Interesting five-word reviews of what they cover. Here's my five-word review. Fun, knowledgeable, honest, back and forth. Watch the movie, then listen to their podcast. You will learn a lot. That is just the nicest thing ever. Yeah, very nice. And Rosie, I have said multiple times on Twitter, is literally the nicest person on Twitter. And uh, she just continues to prove that uh, time and time again. So uh, go follow her. If you want to give her some love and support on Twitter, you should do that. She is, um, I bet you if she's listening, she's really kind of freaking out right now. Uh, Rosalita 9899 go follow at Rosalita 9899 give her some love she's the best Uh, she's at 599 followers right now on Twitter let's see if we can't get her up there a little bit more All right, that's the show that's going to do it thank you Jim so much this was a blast we really appreciate it and on behalf of Jim and Andrew this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week for Arthur, Legend of the Sword. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.